If you're hearing this, then maybe it's not too late. Right now, you're dead. I'm dead. But then, in your time, we can change things and live. We can survive the fear agents. sister accidentally killed herself and my parents in some kind of fire. My grief triggered a transformative change in me. I could feel something welling up inside as the tears streamed down my face. The firefighters put a blanket over me as a cold comfort. I could hear the radio chatter from the police cruisers. There were three fatalities and only one survivor. I wondered who had survived, but when I saw the unconstrained concern and open disquiet in the first responders' faces, my racing mind stopped racing. I was alone in this world now. I was barely a teenager, and I was utterly alone. I heard some confusing squawking from the police scanners. Something called Aria was on its way to collect the asset. A baby lamb doped to the eyeballs on high-grade morphine wouldn't have gotten as easily led as I did. The Aria agents came in their unmarked black SUVs and gently placed me in the spacious back seat. I was unfocused, too shocked to be confused, and too panicked to try to fight. A sterile white room in the East Coast Aria compound became my home for only a matter of days. Aria, the Anomaly Research and Investigation Agency, treated me all right, I guess. They took some blood, they asked me some questions, but by and large, they left me alone. I liked being alone, getting used to the heartbreak that grew inside of me. It felt powerful, filling me with an energy that fueled my wishful thinking. I wished I could go back to how it all was, a simple family in a simple Chicago suburb, living a simple boring existence. It was the day when they, the doctors, the psychologists, the scientists and research students, and the nervous documenters with their shakily held cameras came in to finally push me into doing something, anything extraordinary. That was when everything changed. The machines they wheeled in, looking like a science fiction torture robot, complete with needles and wires and other connections that looked painful and excruciating, made my fear and bleak hopelessness overwhelming. My blood boiled with some kind of mysterious electricity arcing from vein to vein, from artery to ventricle, capillary to capillary, infusing my complete body with something I couldn't have explained to any of the ARIA analysts. I could see their eager eyes, barely concealed by their hermetically sealed hazmat suits, or darting over their blue eggshell-colored surgical masks. This was a moment. This moment would be history-changing, the pivot of life and science and the world as they knew it. I remember the wheels squeaking and squealing and chirping and whining, the sound of hundreds of forest creatures being ground under some infernal machine. They, the doctors that I was doubtful of their doctorates, their needles gleaming and glistening in the buzzing fluorescent lights of my room-slash-cell. The fear of the sterile metal, the uncertainty of the knife, was too much. I reached a breaking point. Their beating around the bush, their walking on eggshells, had brought me to the realization I had been denying for only a matter of days. I was in a government black site lab, and they had passively been studying me. Now was the time where they actively studied me. I had come to the conclusion that I would not live, nor would I die, in the sterile white cold room, and through the fog of timelessness and depression, I accepted the power that coursed through me and inadvertently made a decision. 
I could feel the walls of my cell grow soft, moving in and out as I breathed. I pictured a world where my family was alive, and, looking back, it was an imperfect monkey's paw of a wish. I felt the tidal pull, a riptide exploding from my chest. I could hear all of the medical and scientific staff of Aria scream. I heard their blood-muted gurgles as their lungs flooded, their muscles burned, and their bodies simmered and cooked inside their unassuming and unfortunate flesh and uniforms. Their screams of pure agony, not understanding what they were dealing with, were the last things I heard as I landed here, in an alternate Aria lab. I had pulled myself from the reality I hated to one where I never had existed. I couldn't hate this world, so I could only, by default, love it. I was in a world where Arya's counterpart, Fear, was a complete international agency that simply wanted to protect the world, the simple families in their simple suburbs, living their simple lives without fear, no pun intended, and free of the grief and danger I had survived. I gladly accepted their tests, their bureaucracy, and their semi-corporate ascension. This was a different world, and I was going to be someone different. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Fear Agents on Facebook, at Fear Agents on Instagram, and through our website at BACNPodcast.com. Resist the fear.